0: Welcome to Clinpharm Pod. I'm Elena Webster, Deputy Managing Editor for the ASCPT Journal family. My guests today are Dr. Pete Vandergraaff, a Senior Vice President for QSP at Certera in Canterbury, United Kingdom, and Editor-in-Chief of Clinical Pharmacology and Therapeutics, and Dr. Yao Ming Wang, Associate Director for Biosimilars and Therapeutic Biologics for the Food and Drug Administration. Yao Ming, welcome to Clinpharm Pod, and Pete, always a pleasure to have you on the podcast.
1: Likewise, Elena. Thank you for inviting me again.
0: So CPT just published its first themed issue of 2023, the January issue, which focuses on innovations and biosimilars. Pete, how did the CPT editorial team decide on this particular theme?
1: Yeah, well... Uh, The idea came up a couple of years ago and was really the brainchild of our associate editor, David Strauss, who unfortunately could not take part in this podcast, but I would like to acknowledge him for his leadership in pulling together this important themed issue. So David was closely involved in a two-day virtual public workshop entitled Pharmacodynamic Biomarkers for Biosimilar Developments and Approval, which was held in September 2021 and co-organized by the Duke-Margolis Center for Health Policy and the FDA. Now, this workshop brought together global regulators, biopharmaceutical developers, and academic researchers to discuss the current and future role of pharmacodynamic biomarkers in improving the efficiency of biosimilar developments and approval. Now, David felt that the outcomes of this workshop would be a great starting point for a themed issue and presented his idea to the whole CPT editorial team. Now, uh, In all fairness, in the first instance, there were some concerns that perhaps biosimilars as such would not be a great fit for a themed issue, since many people will not immediately associate biosimilar development with innovation and cutting-edge research in clinical pharmacology and therapeutics. In fact, at first sight, the title, Innovations in Biosimilars, may sound like a contradiction in terms. How can making a more or less exact copy of an original product be innovative? However, when we discussed it further, the team started to realize that biosimilars may in fact act as a catalyst for innovation for the broader field of clinical pharmacology and therapeutics. Let me give you an example, namely the use of pharmacodynamic biomarkers. Now, according to the FDA guidance documents, biosimilars can be approved on the basis of PD or indeed PK biomarkers without a comparative clinical study with efficacy and safety endpoints. The establishment of PD similarity on the basis of biomarkers does not only provide for shorter and less costly clinical trials and often can be established in healthy volunteers, but it has been argued that in fact PD biomarkers may sometimes be more sensitive than clinical efficacy endpoints. Another example is the emerging role of model-informed biosimilar developments. For example, to tackle immunogenicity, as was highlighted in an FDA workshop held in the summer of last year. Perhaps in the not-too-distant future, we will start to talk about model-informed virtual biosimilarity. So, I believe innovations in biosimilars is a really exciting and important-themed issue, it is of great significance to society and patients in the context of biosimilar developments, but also provides a platform to showcase cutting-edge innovations and science in our discipline in general.
0: Thanks, Pete. I completely agree. We usually wrap up Themed Issues episodes by discussing the cover image, but I'd like to kick off our exploration of this issue with a description of the cover and the thought process behind it. Yao Ming, how did you, Pete, and David come up with this clever cover design? Thank you
2: for that question, Elena. So first off, I'd like to give a shout out to the talented CPT staff, which is led by the managing editor Alethea. They designed the cover image, which is intricately expressive. The image conveys an important idea that a biosimilar is a copy of the reference product using a syringe and its mirror image. The syringe is particularly appropriate because an overwhelming majority of the biosimilars will be injectables and delivered with some variations of syringes. If you look at those two syringes closely, you might spot subtle differences. And this is meant to convey another important idea that a biosimilar is a biological product that is highly similar to and has no clinically meaningful differences from its reference products. In an original version of the cover, the mirror's reflection was wearing a large, almost humorous eyeglasses and a surprised expression on its face. But we realized that image didn't convey the right message. It made it seem like um, the biosimilars were a joke or less than. In the end, we chose to show subtle differences
0: and a neutral expression. Thank you. I always enjoy hearing about the ideas behind the cover and I think this one is particularly fun. You and David also collaborated on the editorial for this issue. What were you most hoping to convey to readers before they read the papers themselves?
2: Well, this theme issue has a focus on approaches to advance the efficiency of biosimilars and interchangeable products. Development, So we're delighted to be able to feature excellent articles that are authored by scientists who are in the trenches of biosimilar development, colleagues who are in regulatory agencies, as well as physicians who prescribe biosimilars. I would point out that this issue covers the biosimilar experience from countries around the globe with articles from India, Japan, the European Union, Canada, and the United States. Collectively, they provide insight on various areas with opportunities for innovations. On the technical side about biosimilar development programs, multiple articles discuss ways to streamline biosimilar clinical development programs. These articles cover how to leverage the use of pharmacodynamic biomarkers in clinical pharmacology studies in place of comparative clinical studies with efficacy endpoints, and how model-informed drug development studies, MIDD, can be used to optimize study design and data analysis. Also, they cover how characterizing the relationship between product quality characteristics, and clinical performance can further streamline clinical development. On the regulatory side, several articles discuss the global alignments of regulatory expectations for biosimilar approval to make the biosimilar development more efficient and attractive to sponsors. Beyond the biosimilar development and approval, there are important practical matters that can influence the uptake and adoption of biosimilars in the real world. So on this front, this issue has a couple articles that discuss the importance of educating clinicians and patients about biosimilars and assessing the cost to patients. We sure hope that CPT readers will enjoy this very informative issue.
0: I am sure they will, and I, I appreciate your, your detailed answer there. Pete, what are some papers that particularly stood out to you in this issue?
1: Oh, that's always a hard question to answer because there are so many great papers to choose from. However, I'm particularly pleased and proud of the number of original research articles aligned with the theme of innovations in biosimilars that demonstrates the use of pharmacodynamic biomarkers in actual case studies of biosimilar developments. For example, a paper by Li on model approach to select uh, doses through PKPD similarity. Another paper um, focusing on the use of biomarkers to uh, develop uh, PCSK9 inhibitor biosimilars. Um, And another one that that looks into the use of biomarkers to support uh, development of IL-5 antagonist biosimilars. And a paper by Highland and all takes the concept of pharmacodynamic biomarkers to a new level where they uh, show the utility of proteomics for identification of biomarkers for interferon beta biologics. Now, similarly, there are some great examples of the use of model-based approaches, such as papers by uh, Lee and and co-workers that I mentioned earlier, but also uh, a paper on data-driven approaches to support tailored clinical programs for biosimilar monoclonal antibodies. And lastly, I would like to point out to the Health Economical Real-World Evidence Study by Feng and co workers from the uh, Brigham and, and Women's Hospital and Harvard Medical School, who looked at whether availability of biosimilar infliximab was associated with lower out of pocket costs using claims from a national data set of commercially insured patients.
0: Excellent. Thank you. And Yaming, did you have any favorites? Hmm. It is very
2: difficult to pick any favorites. The articles cover a broad range of topics, and I find them all very educational. So I would say my favorite is the entire issue, mainly because of the wide-angled view about biosimilars that it provides. As mentioned earlier, the topics in this issue range from drug development to global regulatory alignments to practical matters after approval. So CPT readers will be able to not only dive into the technical aspects of biosimilar development, but also learn about the global regulatory expectations and the use of biosimilars in the clinic.
0: Thank you. The perspectives and commentaries and themed issues are always particularly interesting, and they often ask readers to commit to change within the field or a call to action, if you will. What actionable takeaways will readers find in this issue?
1: Yeah, well, A great example of such a paper is the -the state-of-the-art article on prescriber perspectives on biosimilar adoption and potential role of clinical pharmacology, which is a summary of another recent workshop hosted by the University of Maryland Center of Excellence in Regulatory Science and Innovation last year. So this paper actually documents experiences of leading academic clinicians in oncology, rheumatology gastroenterology and endocrinology, and their perspectives on how to increase biosimilar adaptation, including the role of clinical pharmacology. It is concluded that in order to improve biosimilar acceptance, besides systemic changes in pricing and reimbursements, there is a need for more education of a broad range of stakeholders, including practitioners and actually patients themselves. So CPT is very proud to be at the forefront of such initiatives. Thanks,
0: Pete. Um, Before we wrap up, are there other themes that CPT will be publishing this year? And do we have any insight into themes editorial team will be developing for 2024?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we are uh, finalizing the themed issue on diversity, equity, and inclusion in clinical pharmacology, which will come out in March at the time of the ASCPT annual meeting in Atlanta. Now, this is a topic very close to my heart, and I believe this very special themed issue will be an important milestone for the journal and the discipline. In September, we will publish another very exciting theme around novel modalities, and the call for papers is still open until April 1st. Preparation for the 2024-themed issues has just started, and the first call for papers for the theme on artificial intelligence and machine learning in clinical pharmacology will come out in the next few weeks. Later in 2024, we plan to publish a themed issue around advanced approaches to dose optimization and another one on innovations in immunotherapies.
0: This has been such a fun conversation, and I know that we are also excited for readers to dig into this biosimilar-themed issue. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Sure. Working with David,
2: Pete, and the CPT editorial staff to put together this themed issue, it has been a very enjoyable experience to me personally. Our entire team very much appreciate the authors who contributed excellent articles. Their papers contain rich insights about areas for further innovations in biosimilars, as well as great ideas about potential innovative approaches. So, we hope that this issue serves to kickstart the conversation about innovations in biosimilars. And we hope this conversation will continue in the communities of CPT's readership to inspire many future publications on biosimilars.
0: Thanks, Xiaoming. And uh, if, if you know you're listening to this and you want to continue the conversation, feel free to engage with any of our social media posts on LinkedIn or Twitter, because we'll be highlighting articles from this issue in the next few weeks. Yao Ming and Pete, thank you again so much for speaking with me today. I've really enjoyed our discussion, and I'm already looking forward to chatting about the next themed issue with you soon. Thank you for listening to Clean Farm Pod. You can find a link to the full issue in the description of this episode. While you're here, be sure to check out past episodes and remember to visit ASCPT.org for updated podcast releases, our latest webinars, and the most recent issue of all three journals.